All right, all right, let's go. All right, all right, all right, Tim, let's go. All right, so Cindy, you got. The, we're taking some more questions from Facebook and social media, so you got the first one. All right, Miles Shiles, I believe that's pronounced like that, from Facebook. Uh, he would like to hear a few stories, Dad, about a player of yours on the Bruins, Al Secord. Boy, I'll tell you, the first, he was the first-round draft choice. I wrote, I wrote it down. I knew you were going to ask me this question. Mm. He was drafted by the Bruins uh, first round in 1978. Fought Kenny Lindsman three times in the Bruins. I was surprised when you said that because he's a, sort, of, sort of a small guy, isn't he? Kenny small Lins- guy? Oh, Kenny, Kenny Lindsman. He's a well, rat, though. Kenny. He's a rat, though. He deserved <laughs> small it. Small guy, though. Well, do you remember those those uh, back in the 70s, the Bruins Flyers rookie games? <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> they were just like, it was like a, it was like a mixed martial arts Card every fight. Scene. Yeah, it was more fights in that than game. You wouldn't see. You won't see them. You go to the games now. You won't see many fights in the games. <laughs> we should be with uh, Ryan Reeves. Maybe in the exhibition games there will be a few fights. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kenny Lindsman's one of your uh, Kingston boys, right? Was well, Kingston? In fact, he was one of the guys that. Uh, well, we will get to Al Secord. He was one of the guys that. Uh, how he sued the. Uh, he sued the. We should get. We'll talk about that one day. He sued the NHL because at one time the NHL draft was older than I think it was twenty or twenty. Like twenty, and then he sued wanting to be drafted at eighteen mm-hmm. and won the suit. Anyhow, we could, forget about him. Eh? You, you know, you go up high, and Bobby Clark was up there too, and and we 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 almost got into a fight. Bobby Clark and I, and as a rookie season, he had sixteen goals. That's pretty good. Yeah, and you know. But here's the thing I remember about Al. He was a big guy, right? He was a big guy. He was a big guy, and I bet you I know what you're going to say. So he started to wear a helmet. Helmet thing, (laughs) and he did look a little. He had a big head. So I asked you. I said, "Who had that helmet looked really small on his head?" I asked you. I said, "Who had a bigger head, Al Secord or Terry (laughs) O'Reilly?" I remember one time Terry O'Reilly came on the ice. And he had Stan Jonathan's helmet on, <laughs> and like it, he it, he it was like two inches above his ears. He couldn't he couldn't put it down anything. Everybody was laughing at it. They said they'd have to get a garbage can and melt it down. For no, Terry. we could have got them. So made, how so. did you get? Tell is there a story behind how you got the helmet off of him? Oh, okay. So he comes well, he to camp. from Espanola. Yeah, and uh, Ontario, really far north. Oh, is that really, right? Really Sounds far. far. And his mom was coming down and everything like that. So I says, listen, if you don't wear a helmet and in the Toronto game, I'll, uh, I'll play you on the power play. First power play, you'll play in the power play. So you must have been in uh, playing Toronto when it's going to be on Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah. What does he do? He gets in a fight with, with Dave Hutchison. Dave Hutchison was one of the best fighters in the league. Mm. Oh, he was, and he was big, too. He was, yeah, he's taller than that. So were you a little worried? I worried. Uh, I said, "Guys, get ready." I said, "Because I'm not going to see him. Not going to see him hurt." <laughs> so if he got the upper hand, you were going to send the guys oh, over. Oh, <laughs> I was. Listen, when, listen. 
if Dave Hutchison had knocked him cold, which I expected to happen because we he would knew have seen a bunch clearing brawl on hockey yeah, night you in Canada. Seen, you would have seen a beauty. I says, get ready, guys. And then all of a sudden, he was a left-hander, Al. Oh. Yeah, he was no. left-hander. And he nailed him with a left-hander. And he went, and Dave Hutchison went to his knees. I said, okay, boys, relax. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, were, we were going. So he played for you for a while, then you left, and then he got traded to Chicago, right? I got traded to Chicago. And he played on a line with Dennis Savard and Larmer and Secord. And that was one of the best lines. Yeah. So, and he, Boy, so, well, imagine, imagine you had that line now. Well, well you couldn't afford it. No, be. you couldn't afford it. So he, the 81, 82, 82, 83 season, give Al what his stats were. Now listen to this. This is hard to believe. Last 50 goal scorers who didn't wear a helmet. So 50 goal scores, 81, 82, and 82, and 83 season with the Hawks had, had a combined total of 98 goals, 483 minutes in penalties, and 44 fights. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why you had time to score all the goals. Yeah, that 44 fight, we thought that's three, three games worth yeah. of penalty minutes. Yeah, he was. He so was well. Can you imagine that in two seasons? He had 90 goals and 44 fights. I don't think anybody even come close to yeah. that. Yeah. Imagine that. 483 minutes in penalties. That's yeah. what the ones against me. 44 fights. 44 fights. And he, and he fought the tough guys, too. And he, he didn't and he didn't fight any uh, small guys, either. So let me ask, do you remember the first game he played against the Bruins? Did, was there a fight? Who, who did he go after? I wondered. Oh, I, I remember one time you weren't on the ice. I was there, and uh, him and John Winston... Had a fight in practice. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know what, Dad? You had rough practices. There was always a lot of fights. I had to be on. I never missed a practice. Because they they would fight. There were like pit bulls that were just ready Uh, to go. You know know that deal that they, well, they they have a deal in the corner. You throw a puck in the corner and a guy. They got to like battle to get it out. Yeah, you got to battle to work your way. I couldn't have that. You couldn't do it. No, I couldn't do it because one one, one to go after the other, and the first thing you know, there'd be a fight. <laughs> well, well, Secord and uh, I was up because I was on the ice, like it was me and some of the other kids were skating around, and it was before the practice. And um, I don't remember how it started, but you, you could tell, uh oh, like this was going up, and then they started to go. And uh, not a lot of punches were thrown, and and the players just stood there and watched. They, oh yeah, and they wanted to see who's going to win. So Bobby Schmatz came up to me. And he says, "You're the closest thing to the coach, so you go break it up." <laughs> <laughs> I could see Schmatz saying that. Yeah, yeah. Schmatz and I used to have a lot of fun. But I, you know, what gets me though, I can't get over this. There, I know the 44 fights and the 98 goals. But 483 minutes in penalties? That's unbelievable. Anyhow. Well, when he retired, he became a pilot. So he's a pilot mm. for United he, Airlines. He was the captain. I don't know what airline he was with. United. He was United. For- Anyhow, he was a captain, and uh, he was working on that. And Al Secord, he was a great guy. How and- much do you think he'd be worth today? Jeez, can you imagine <laughs> that? Let me just say it again, okay? 98 goals. 483 minutes in penalties and 44 fights. He'd be a 10 million guy. And boy, I tell you, I thought he was great. Dad and Cindy, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online casino and sportsbook. And if you sign up now and use the promo Grapes, they'll match your deposit up to $250. 
You get 10 spins on the big wheel for some big dough. If you get three of your jackets and your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yep. And they're, uh, this is their time now. Baseball's on. Oh. And you and I were talking about the Blue Jays the other night. This is Sunday morning. <laughs> they won last yesterday. What a How crazy... could that guy run in? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine if you're Seattle and... You know, so the Jays tell a story. So the Blue Jays are fighting Seattle and Texas for the last wild card spot, and Red Sox are at the you know they're out of the playoffs, and the Jays uh, they're they're losing two one and two out and they there's a guy on third so yeah so they hit the ball so the guy hits the you know they hit a I routine forget, a routine ball to the center fielder of of Boston. And he takes about, he starts to run in and then realizes the ball's over his head and it goes about, two, sails about 10 feet over his head. Jays tie it up and then win in overtime. Yeah, he should never have won that game. No. Anyhow, no. they won that game. So, Dad, we got another uh, question from Facebook. Um, this is Don. I'm a big Amherst fan. So, that's our Rochester Americans. My dad took me to the game where you won the Calder Cup against Hershey, you beat them 6 2. I still remember seeing Al Arbor playing with glasses. Do you have any stories about Al Arbor? Even yeah, you won know, four Stanley Cups with Islanders, we'll mention too. Yeah, by the way. What was it for? You know, it was the funny thing about, uh, about Al. He did wear the glasses. He was the last guy that I know in the, na- in the National Hockey League that wore glasses. And he, even him, he stuck a stick out in front like that and ran up the, ran up the stick and... <laughs> Corked him, and boy, there was blood everywhere, and it was on his glasses. So he goes, he makes a change, but he had an awful time with his glasses. They was the blood on them. Smeared, trying to get the blood. I've known blood smears, right? Yeah, yeah. He was trying to get the. And so we were, we finished our shift, and we were coming to the. I was in, and I was sitting beside Al, and there's a, and and Sly comes over and make the change. You know, he figured. And he's, come on, Al, come on, Al, hurry up, there's going to be a breakaway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, his blood, there was blood everywhere. And, he, and, um, and I remember Jimmy McKenney. Jimmy McKenney is, is a great guy now. In those days, was a wild, he, I don't know why he was wild, but he was wild. Anyhow, our, in our room, Daryl Slides and I, our room, and we were in there. And uh, uh, you, did. you were telling me the story. He, he uh, Al Arbor was going to take Jim McKenney under his wing, and he says, oh, yeah. "He says if you listen to me and follow what I do, he says you'll make the national hockey." So just look, watch me on the ice, and McKenney says, "What? What flopping around on the ice, blocking shots like you? No, I'm not doing that." <laughs> <laughs> I I remember laughing at that. Little did I know the next day. Hey, so uh, let me let me ask you though, Dad. So Al Arbor, you know, I think most people remember him. Four Stanley Cups with the yeah. New York Islanders as a coach. Did you know? Did you think he was going to be a good coach? Can you tell he was going to be a good coach back in those days? No, I didn't think he was going to be a good coach. I remember he used to take over the practices when Joe couldn't be. Oh, we heard that Al's taking over. He's going to be skate us at the start. Stay skate any any practice that he had. We always worked twice as hard. You know what I hate? I hate to say. You know what I remember about uh, Al? Like I, because like I, I was really young back then. 
He kind of reminded me of Frank. He scared me because he reminded me of Frankenstein. I don't know well, why. He had the glasses. And he kind of the square head and everything like that. But I was always afraid of him. But you, you were good friends with his. Well, all the families were good friends back then, right? Yeah, but I was good because she was my age, was Joanne. And we would go down, uh, especially around Christmas time, uh, because we were off of school and go skating before and after you guys practiced and everything. I remember one time the ice capades were in town. And we're, you know, we're. We're waiting for the team, your team, to get off the ice. And you and Al were the last ones off the ice. And you saw the ice capades people watching you. Well, didn't you and Al pretend you were figure skaters? And you were out there and you were tr- skating. We're, could we do it? Oh, it was unbelievable. You were you were holding hands and you were in sync skating and then you twirled them around and then they you could see the ice capades. People were getting perturbed and you making fun of them. And then one time you even jumped in the air and twirled and landed. And Ooh, it was nice. just incredible the way you were holding and, and going around like on one one skate with your leg up in the air. And of course, Joanne and I were just killing ourselves laughing. And the Ice Capades people did not think it was funny, I'm going to tell you. And they I, laughed in a huff. I didn't know I was that good at skater. Just think, you both, you and Al, went to the National Hockey League, won, both won Coach of the Year. But I remember one time you were a little mad at him. Yeah. It was in the island, and uh, you used to have Frosty Forrestal fill out your lineups. Yeah, and... and you ooh. traded Davey Forbes, who was 14, and you brought in Bobby Miller, who was oh, 14. Oh, that, that was it, Yeah. Yeah, we had fourteen. He he, he put fourteen, and he, he put in uh, he put in uh, D- Davy Forbes, and it should Davey have been Bobby Forbes. Miller because he was used to that. Yeah, Davey because Forbes. he'd been doing it for yeah. so long, and uh, Al caught it. Al caught it, and 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 he and he told a referee. I mean, I <laughs> caught squealed. him too, and uh, once before, and uh, God, I he couldn't squealed believe on that. You. And Wes McCauley came over, and he said. We got a little trouble here, Don. I says, "Is what's the trouble?" He says, "Take a look at your." And oh, as soon as I look at it, oh boy! And and Bobby Miller uh, family was watching back back in Bellarick, and it, it had looked, to be Bobby Miller. Right, it was his first game. First game <laughs> back, and and uh, and everybody's watching. So I said, "Bobby, go go to the dressing room." He says, "Well, Graves, what did I do? What did I do? I didn't do anything. I haven't been on the ice yet." He said, "Go to the dressing room." So, and, and I. But, but uh, uh, John McCauley helped you out, right? Oh, and he says, "Look, he says I'm going over, and I'm going to cause biggest disturbance at the at the penalty box, and what sneak him off the side of the thing." Oh, <laughs> so that's what he did because I remember watching the game. He was uh, John McCauley went over to the penalty box. And was making a big thing. So all the cameras and everything were on oh, John McCauley. I'm thinking, and I remember the guys were going, I don't know what John McCauley's so upset about. <laughs> and then you just caught Bobby Miller getting off the ice. <laughs> he's, he, Bobby Miller couldn't believe what he did. He hadn't even been on the ice yet. And he'd, he'd been thrown out of the game. And and I and, and it was Al Arbor that did that. I couldn't believe it. Al dirty, Arbor, dirty my rat. friend, my friend. Al Arbor, instead of coming to me and saying, you know, you know, everything like that. Anyhow. So did you guys get uh, a penalty? We got a penalty on it. And uh, believe it or not, well, he didn't score anyhow. So it didn't make any difference. But imagine did Al Did to Arbor. Bobby Miller. Yeah, it did to Bobby Miller. Boy, did I hear about that. And I, and I, I, I remember looking at Frosty Forrestal 
just kind of giving him the head like that. And he had a towel over his head. What did Harry say? You know, Harry never said a word. Never, never said. That's how good of good friends we were. And because I was supposed to be the one that was filling in, but Frosty had been filling them in since uh, the glory days. Okay, Dad, we got some breaking news. Mike Babcock resigned as coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, I mean, you ask for some pictures that's on your cell phone and you get fired. He resigned, actually. He resigned. Well, well, <laughs> he won't get paid now. No, I know. He'll get picked up, though, halfway through the season, though. You think he'll get, like, a lot of people saying, this is it for him, I'll never get another job. Oh, no, he'll get another job. Yeah. Yeah, you know, team's going lousy. But, you know, Dad, you know, we we were talking about this a little while earlier. He has done a lot of bad things. Like, he uh, didn't dress Mike Medano to get his 1500th game with Tendi and the whole thing with Jason Spezza. Spezza, yeah. That, you know, Jason was... I couldn't believe he did that with Spezza. I mean, I mean what did Spezza ever do? How, how could anybody do anything against him? It was right. just a training camp. Right. So then game the first game, Babcock didn't dress him. And um, in case people don't know what happened was, just give a quick thing because people might not know, that uh, a, a podcast called Spit and Chicklets came out and said that Babcock was asking for players to give them their cell phone so he could look through their cell phone at pictures. Oh, that, yeah. And that's what it came out as. That was the first thing that came out. Then it came out that Boone Jenner, who was the captain, said, no, we were talking about families, and he asked me to you know, show a picture of my family, and I showed him, and he said he showed me pictures of his family. And Johnny Goudreau, Johnny Hockey, yeah. he said the same thing. He says, but I didn't feel pressure. I didn't feel it was... No. And, um, and but it's it, too easy, too easy, Tim. But I went there. He just didn't feel comfortable. He just didn't. Uh, must yeah. have went, he just didn't feel comfortable. And this is a good way of getting out. Yeah, because you know, Dad, if he yelled at a player, anything he did was going to be yeah. going to be. And he said that in the. In, there was a press release. He said, upon reflection, it's become clear that continuing a head head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets was going to be. Too many distractions, yeah. right? And Babcock said in the team release, while I'm disappointed not to have the opportunity to continue the work we've begun, I know it's the best interest of the organization for me to step away at this time. I wish everyone in the organization well in the upcoming season. Well, good luck to him. And uh, But you were kind of the opposite, eh, Dad? Like you, like you, the players would come over, you know, to the house yeah. in the summer. Mom went into the wise room with the wives and uh and 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 uh you know mom and i and cindy went on vacation with some of the players wives and it just seemed that he he was the exact opposite you know when he used to do when he when he had the press conference remember when he had the press conference it was like he he knew everything and the uh reporters were stupid right it was like because we were talking this morning with cindy and she says well it's kind of like john tortorella but it's not john tortorella is no. like he used to fight with the reporters yeah but babcock had a bit, an air of uh you know yeah that air about him and uh, well i'll tell it, you the one thing though dad but he did a lot the thing he did with jason was really bad and the thing he did with madano was bad but you know the thing that bugged me the most what was when he was coaching the leafs and they lost to the bruins Remember that the Bruins came yeah, back and yeah. won, and I, I was in shock, 
right? Yeah. Like everybody, the whole Leaf Nation was in shock, yeah. pulling their hair out. And he kind of went on, well, you know, that's it's a learning experience. Like, didn't, good, they got a good team. I remember him saying they got a good team. We'll <laughs> learn from this. And, and, and I just would have liked to see him more upset. I don't know. Maybe that's. Well, I don't know. It's too bad he's gone. He got eight. What did he get? Eight. How many years did he get from the Leafs? He yeah, something like yeah, like what eight years or something yeah. like that. You got a lot of money from him. A lot, a lot, a lot of money, a lot of money for doing nothing. Now he'll do nothing again for a while, and but he'll get hired again. You watch.